Hello everyone, and welcome back to Secondhand Sellers, where we talk about thrifting, resale, and all things secondhand. I'm Clayton. And I'm Sarah. Thanks and for joining us again this week. Yes, thank you. Today we are going to be talking about the resale ethics we hate. These are the things that drive us as resellers crazy. Basically reselling practices that are bad practices. Yes, the ones that give reselling a bad name. Oh. And reseller, resale, resale, and reseller is kind of a dirty work mm-hmm. um, for a lot of people. Like, a lot of people. We'd love to hear if you hear flack about reselling. Um, if people are not nice because they find out you're, or, um, leave you're all the resale. nasty names for us down in the comments yes. below, please. Tell us what we are, dirty people reselling. Yeah, things. we'd love to hear other people's <laughs> experiences on this because that's the impression both of us have gotten mm-hmm. that. To be a reseller is seen as something not good. It's a four-letter word. It is. And the funny thing, the funny thing is, is people love going to vintage malls, antique malls. Where do they think these people get this stuff from? Like, they're doing, I mean, they're sourcing the same way we would, Mm -hmm. um, just for specialty things. And so, I don't know why it's gotten a bad name overall. But I can tell you some of the people that contribute to this. Yes. So, what practices do you Hate. I'm going to sneeze. I'm not going or to. Or not. No. Okay, false alarm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, I hate that. I hate that. It's not a reselling practice, but I do hate false sneezes. All right. Go, go ahead. What is, anyway. Um, what drives you bananas about, about um, dirty resellers? The over... Um, over pressuring to get a better deal. Okay, do you have an example of this? That like, you've seen? I I really don't like when I go to um, a garage sale and somebody's trying to haggle down way lower than what the person who's selling the mm-hmm. item is asking. Because yes, it means a better margin for the person buying it, but in reality. You're getting a good deal anyway at mm-hmm. the garage sale generally or at the estate sale. There are There is some gray room in there. For example, I will go and I'll bundle up items. Yes. Like I picked up a bunch of tools in the summer at this one sale. She had a marked, I think she had a marked individually for like $3 each mm-hmm. and I was getting four of them. I asked if I could take all four for 10 Mm-hmm. Like, there's room there's for... There's nothing wrong with asking. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with asking. It and she was like, you know what, sure. I, I got the $10, I paid $10 for those, but I bought other stuff too, and mm-hmm. I paid full price for everything else. It, it's not a hard press, I want a better deal because I can. It was just more like, eh, I would just be more comfortable paying 250 as opposed to $3 for every item. Yeah, and it's okay to ask. Like, if something's marked to 10 and you really don't want to pay 10, mm-hmm. it's not like a crime to say, hey, would you take eight? Yeah. But you want to do that politely. Mm-hmm. You don't pressure them. And don't you dare not take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. If the, they say no, it means no. Yeah. The one that really bugs me is, I heard this over the summer, mm-hmm. somebody was trying to buy, I don't even remember what it was. It some type of toy or something, and they brought up it would be cheaper at Goodwill. It doesn't matter what the thrift store is selling at. at. This was a garage sale. The person at the garage sale can price it however mm-hmm. they Same want stuff. to. 
It's their stuff, their items. It it just put a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. But that's just when you're already getting a good deal. I don't know why you would badger the person to get a better deal. And I I do. I'll lump like I said. I'll lump up items and I'll go. You know what? I'm already paying X amount. Would you mind if I paid a little less? And it's bundling a different, is a great way to do it. Bundling great way because it gets a lot of inventory out of their stuff. And most most people were holding a sale, garage sale, estate mm-hmm. sale, especially if it's the last day. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. They don't they want, want to pack that stuff back. Yeah, on. they want all of it gone. So it's understandable. It's different when they're going. Hey, you've got these DVDs priced at three bucks. Really, they should be a dollar. I'll take these for a buck each, and it's like. Don't be condescending at all. Why? It's not a good look. If you don't want to pay $3 for it, don't pay $3 for it. Go somewhere else. No. It's just one of the things else I heard no, during I the think, summer. No, that's, that's a big one. Anytime you see that, like, overt aggression or, mm-hmm. um, like you said, badgering and not taking no, mm-hmm. um, some people won't stop yeah. even once they're told no. And a lot of – it's funny because, like, especially when you're bundling – a lot of sellers, um, like I said, estate sales, garage sales, any sort of independent seller like that, a lot of them will be happy to work with you, mm-hmm. especially if you're just asking for a couple of bucks off. Yeah. Or it's the last day of the sale and it closes in 30 minutes, they're going to give you a better deal. Yeah. Um, if you are buying a lot, like, of course, why would they care two bucks if you're going to buy all of this stuff? Yeah. You know, a lot of times they'll, they'll work with you on that. Sometimes they'll even be like, hey, do you want to get this? I'll give this to you for a good price. Yeah, yeah, Because sometimes. they just want to get rid of it. Uh, but yeah, I don't like, I don't like pushy people in general mm-hmm. in life, but, um. It, I think hmm. the one of the worst ones I saw, somebody was. And you've seen this in person. Yeah. Somebody was trying to sell a quad. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, I don't remember what. They price for it because I don't have the means to resell quads, so I'm not even going to look at it. Mm-hmm. I don't even have the space for it. Like, really. I wouldn't even know where to begin yeah. on pricing or anything, even fixing it up. And he came up, he said, Is this for sale? And they said, Yes. He said, Would you do $200 off what you're asking? Before he even found out what they were asking? Yes. Oh, that is weird. It was weird because it didn't have a price on it, it just said for sale. And he, he just would you do that? And they were like, well, it's not ours. We got to talk to somebody. And A normal person at least asks the price first. Uh-huh. It, it was just really bizarre. It was weird. Yeah. So they could have been asking 500 and they actually posted it on Facebook. But I don't know. It was just very aggressive the way he came weird. about it. It was weird. Yeah, I don't like that What either. about you? What's the... Okay, so one that the, really burns me um, mm-hmm. up. And this isn't something I see, it's it's a common problem, and it's not something that I've, like, seen while I was out reselling secondhand stuff, but I don't like concert ticket scalpers. Yes. Whether this is bots or people who buy up the best seats and then try to sell them for five times the price, mm-hmm. I hate that. To the point that I wish it was regulated. Like, I wish the concert tickets had, like, a price uh, like a price stamped on them mm-hmm. and that they were not allowed to be sold for more than what the venue and the, the artist agreed upon. Yeah. Because I just, it's so wrong. Like, it's people who don't, they're not even interested in the concert. Yeah. They don't want to go, or it's shows the same way. Plays happen, this happens mm-hmm. with plays too. Um, and other kinds of it, live and entertainment. And it, a lot of it. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I think it should be, there's a agreed upon 
like this is a ticket if this seat is worth this much and i feel like that should all it should be able to be sold for yeah it makes me mad because there will be seats and sitting empty that a fan could have taken mm -hmm. but because somebody decided they wanted to be greedy they bought them up sometimes with bots literally having a computer program mm -hmm. purchase them the second they're open and somebody who actually would have enjoyed it gets to, has to miss out I, I think it makes me mad as a word overall um scalpers are dirt <laughs> yeah and I'm not, i am not by any means saying that if you get a set of tickets to something and you can't go that you shouldn't resell them no if you get them sell them for face value mm -hmm. plus if you want to tack on a few dollars because you had fees or you had to drive to get them you know you had to pick them up at the box office or something mm -hmm. fine by all means list them for whatever you paid taking advantage of supply and demand over items or events, you don't need to. Like, yes, people make money off of it, mm -hmm. but you shouldn't really be earning money off of that. That's just um, advantage manipulation. And it really like, it blew up with the Taylor Swift thing. Mm -hmm. It was a mess. And that was a whole antitrust thing, some possibility that Ticketmaster Associates were doing some hinky things. Mm -hmm. um, but just in general, I don't care if it's a, a big corporation, which have their own set of ethical issues involved in a lot of corporations, but... I don't care if it's that or if it's Joe Blow going and buying 10 tickets and trying to scout people. I, uh, yeah. it makes me mad because I might be the person who wants to go. Yeah. You know, we all, I go to live shows and I, I don't know if you do, but I, 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 we have a, well, it's your sister-in-law, but it's my friend. She goes to live shows. We all know people who like live shows and it's just crap that they might have to miss out because someone else decided they want wanted to sell, and it's not even a small margin. It's not like they're trying to make ten percent. They're yeah. trying to make like two hundred percent. Yep, it's ridiculous. And the only reason they do it is they they get away with it. Yeah, no, there's no laws or anything to. Yeah. Well, they skirt them or whatever. Um, but that's my big one. And, and, and the same goes for tech when it's new, it's in the store, yes. and people go and they buy ten of them. They don't need ten of them. They're not going to use ten of them. They're going to resell them. Hoarding already limited things. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I that. And, and I understand when people are like resellers are trash because of individuals that go out and they scalp items, they scalp tickets. When you look at it objectively, you're like, oh man, a lot of people do that. However, I feel like what we do as resellers are reintroduce items to the market because. What we do is we find items that people bought discarded mm -hmm. or resold and reintroduce them for the masses via our selling options. So it's just, I don't know. And we're not going in and buying everything and we're not, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. It just limited supply things really annoy me. Um, when, when it's things like that, mm -hmm. that lots of people want and then. You got one person in there impeding that, and like like a concert that only happens once, mm -hmm. and then it's gone. It's not like, you know, some secondhand thing. Oh, I bought a glass at the Goodwill and I'm reselling it. Yeah, I'm jacking up the price on that to the market value on eBay versus yeah. the market value at the thrift store. But that's not the only one of the thing in the entire world. Yeah, you know, and I don't know that the concert thing and the the ticket thing really 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 annoys me. Um, but also. Um, along the lines where you were saying, uh, in the great 2020 toilet paper debacle, I remember hearing about a guy who like, did you hear about what? this guy? He got shamed hardcore mm -hmm. for it. 
he bought up so much toilet paper and like hand sanitizer and stuff. And they were trying to like, they were going to rural, like Dollar General's, like small stores in places where the, the locals, that's the store they had. And they were buying it in mass. Oh my God. Like buying it all and then trying to like resell it at like an unfair price. Yeah. And, and sometimes creating artificial scarcity. That's, that's the other thing is sometimes these things aren't actually genuinely scarce, mm-hmm. but because people are hoarding them and some are hoarding because they're pant, like the toilet paper thing. I heard the most toilet paper is, is like locally produced. And so there wasn't really a shortage, but people, there was probably two kinds of people. There was the people who were panicking and scared. And so they hoarded it. Yeah. And then there are the people who were greedy and were hoarding it to resell at a jacked up price. Yeah. And that person is dirty. That happened recently with um, sriracha sauce. Did you really? hear about that? Yeah. Sriracha sauce, um, where they were producing it or getting their peppers from, mm-hmm. they had um, an issue, I think, with the, the pepper plant. It was a bad year. It was a bad yeah, year. I didn't hear that. And so they were selling individual bottles of that sriracha sauce for like $40 on eBay, which is ridiculous because you can go to Walmart and get it for three. And I ended up going to my local Meyer to be like, all right, this has to be a joke. No, th- no, all the sriracha sauce gone. And you go on eBay, they were selling for like 20 to $40 a bottle. And it's like, why? Well, because that bad year led to a scarcity. Mm-hmm. When in reality, there's probably a whole lot of that in warehouses or at different But it stores. was, it was exacerbated. Yeah, by and people, and to people make a buck. intentionally went out and bought as many as they could, hoarded them, resold. Yeah, don't do that. It, it's dirty. You Yucky. don't need to. Yucky. Do you have any other like practices that you really hate? Uh, it's it's along just, the lines of the other ethics we talked about, just bad behavior in general. But yeah. these were a couple I think we didn't like. I don't remember specifically hitting on them in the last time we talked about ethics. Um, so I just wanted to bring those up. So if you guys have, what have you seen out there? We would also like to hear that. What's the dirtiest thing that you've encountered out there in the wild, wild, wild west of resale? Uh, and thrifting, you could, maybe you don't resell and you're just out there thrifting and you're seeing this stuff. We all have. I've heard tale and I don't know if it's resellers, but from the goodwill that we always talk about, I've talked to employees and I've heard of people stealing stuff out of people's carts. Um, fist fights breaking out. That's just dumb. But I have heard of this happening. And I don't, like I said, I don't know if it's resellers, but it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't. Yeah. It, I would just be like, yep, it's resellers just because probably the bad money, the bad behavior you, we hear about money. Resellers. Sometimes it, it shows you who a person is a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that person's very ugly yeah. inside. So don't be a bad reseller. Or we will call you out. We see you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, go ahead and throw those in the comments down there and like and subscribe while you're there. Um, but we want to hear what practices you've seen that are really bad. I'm sure there's some crazy ones out there. Um, but now we'd like to segue. Um, I, I, before, oh, you have another before, one? So I did forget to mention, we went to this one garage sale. Mm-hmm. This was really funny. Um, we pull up and it's on this busy... Um, rural freeway and we pull up on the side of the road we go up to this garage sale and it's this family and they they keep yelling at each other bickering at the sale about 
no, put that down, or, hey, come look at this, like, all this other nonsense. It was really weird. And then we find out the dog that's been running around was the people that stopped to look at the garage sale. They brought their dog out and just is let, they were letting it run around, not on the leash, and they kept having to yelling at the dog because it kept trying to run into the road. What in the world is wrong with people? This was a really bizarre garage sale experience that we saw. It was really funny. So reseller or not, don't do that. <laughs> don't keep your dog on a leash if it needs to be on a leash. Don't cause end of chaos. Goodness. Because we thought we thought the family that was yelling at each other, so we thought they were the resellers. And then we ended up in the garage because it was a big yard sale. And the person running the garage sale was like, I really hope these people leave. They've been driving me nuts for the past hour. And it was like, what in the what? world? letting their dog run around and it kept running into the road and their kid was being obnoxious and it was it I was it was a trip running the sales and asked them to put their dog away at least <laughs> it was really funny oh <laughs> why are people so weird uh, people oh, people gosh. are very interesting all right that's great well takes all kinds i guess <laughs> I'm sure we'll see more as we go along, oh, yeah. uh, as we continue to, to be out there in the thrift verse. Uh, <laughs> we need to get t-shirts to say that. <laughs> all, right, um, all right, so we're, we're going to go into a new topic, not quite directly related to this one, but we're going to talk a little bit about how to move your eBay inventory faster. Mm -hmm. So we're talking um, giving offers, accepting offers. Um, what's your top advice? And, and promoted listings. And promoted listings. So... Um, the main thing I love to do, I do the $2 method. Okay. Anything under like $40, I will go ahead and send $2 off. As Doesn't, soon as they... It, like, as soon as, soon as somebody it. watches it. Because to me, I'd rather them, if they're already watching it, I'd rather them go, you know what? $2 off is a pretty good deal. Boop. And they hit it. And I have an exception clause. Anything that's under $10... I'll go ahead and only send one dollar, just mm -hmm. because it's ten percent off and not twenty percent, um, depending on what it is. If it's been listed for a long time, I'll do the two dollars two dollars off, because to me, two dollars off, but I get the sale, mm -hmm. is better than I get full price, and the item sits for another three months. Just that in itself has gotten me a lot of extra sales. With specific items in between that twenty to forty dollar range, mm -hmm. I'll go ahead and make it where it's like three dollars off, just to solidify that deal and get my items sold. But that in itself has probably earned me a couple hundred bucks over the past year. Just yeah, two dollars off, two dollars off, and it gets my items sold faster than just waiting for the right buyer to come along. Yeah, I agree. I would say I don't have necessarily, or my sister and I don't have, I do most of it, but I also consult her, mm -hmm. especially if it's something that's higher value or, or what have you. Um, but I don't have like a specific formula, mm -hmm. although I take into consideration things like um, my margins. So mm -hmm. did I buy it really low, but it's actually worth a lot. All right, I have more wiggle room. I automatically, with a few exceptions, because sometimes you just can't build in much wiggle room because the value is just not high. You know, it's a $10 item. 
it's a ten dollar item. You can't yeah. like build in a lot of wiggle room. Maybe you'll go down to eight, you know. Yeah. But if it's an item that like sometimes it sells for ninety dollars, sometimes it sells for seventy dollars, sometimes it sells for eighty dollars, and you paid five dollars for it, okay, I can build in a lot of wiggle room, I right. can go high right. and be willing to come down a lot and still be happy. Yeah. So when I can, I try to build in a generous amount of wiggle room um, where I would still be happy at this point, but, you know, we'll, we'll give us that window to work with to go back and forth with the buyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you do go back and forth. Sometimes they accept your offer. Sometimes they ignored your offer and don't even send a new one. Sometimes yeah. they counter. It just, who knows? I have one item mm-hmm. right now. I have something like 14 or 15 people watching the item. Mm-hmm. Buy it. Come and, on. And I've sent offers to <laughs> all of them. Nobody's taking me out. It's so and, and, weird. And it got to the point where, you know, I was doing the $2 off because it's like an $18 item. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, 16 bucks, 16 After the first month, I was like, you know what, $3 off, maybe maybe 15 And the f- six or so people that have watched it since then, they haven't taken it up either. What is it? It's yeah. a shirt. It's, it's a, a shirt? It's a Ralph... Polo or Ralph Lauren. What gets me is no one's sending an offer either. No, uh, actually, I did. I did get an offer. It was for five dollars. Oh jeez. And I was like, no, no, it's for the same brand, same, you know, because it's from the nineties. They're selling about anywhere from twelve to eighteen bucks. You, some of them even a little higher than that. Being as mine wasn't as crisp, Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, eighteen. It's actually under market, and just I have people they're watching it constantly. They just aren't taking the offer. I don't know what it is. I had one person actually ask me um, the dimensions of the shirt, which I already had posted in the listing. Mm-hmm. But okay, I'll tell them again, and then nothing. So who knows? <laughs> it's a fickle world out there. But um, another thing I'll do though, I'll go ahead. If an item sits for a while and I know that they don't sell that often, I'll, I'll drop it by a couple bucks. Too. Yeah. Which I don't want to do because I'd rather it sell for that average listing price. But I'd rather drop it by a little bit, like again, to maybe get more eyes on it and actually sell it. Yeah, there's some stuff that um, it, it really, really depends Mm-hmm. on how long we've had something listed yeah. before I'll send offers or even before I'll accept offers. Yeah. So most of the time, if somebody sent me an offer for a couple books up, of course, Yeah. you know, or I'll send similar. Um, but we had an, an instance recently where we had something listed and I like the day we listed it, someone sent me a low offer and we countered with a much higher, like I, I want to say the item was listed at 20. Mm-hmm. And we had it, I think they offered 20 plus shipping. And then I think they offered 12 plus shipping. And the shipping on it is a little high and it probably won't actually cost that much to ship that. But, you know, the estimated. Yeah. Um, and I came back at $2 under mm-hmm. what we listed it at. So I came in at 18 and I heard nothing. Yeah. But because it was the very day we posted it, we immediately have interest, which shows me that there is a market there for it. Yep. Um, we're like, no, no, we'll wait. Yeah. And I might've been willing to go a little lower than my sister did. Um, sister was, cause I did con- consult her on that and she didn't want to come in super low. She often is wanting to come in higher than I like, Oh, I want to get stuff gone. And yeah, she yeah. will like moderate she that wants a little. The, she wants the profit. Yeah. You the- <laughs> and it depends. 
Um, so in that case, if, it, if I just listed it, I'm probably not going to move a lot on it. Mm -hmm. If it has been there for two months, three months, four months, six months, uh, whatever. And there was another instance this week, actually just the last day or two, that I had bought. And this goes doubly for items that I regret buying. We've talked about this before. Like, there's a few things sometimes that I get that I'm like, oh, I wish I had never picked that up. Mm -hmm. um, this was one of those. It's a weird thing, but it's I was at the bins, so I didn't pay much for it. And I don't even remember. I may have even intended to, like, put it back and didn't. But either way, it was a wooden box, and it's got, like, animals on it, and it's a souvenir from Australia, and it's got pencils in it. Mm. So it's a pencil box with pencils, and they were new. And it's a low value, not you know, not high value. Yeah. It's been on there a long time, like, probably close to since we started reselling back in the spring, maybe early summer. Um, and we, I think we had it listed at, oh gosh, I think it's like, it was at five plus shipping or I don't know. Something low where it was like. Someone sent me an already... offer for like four fifty or four fifteen. I'm like, yes, I don't yeah. even care what the offer is at this point. Yes. Yeah. I will take it. And so there are things like that where if it's been sitting there long enough, any offer, mm -hmm. sure. You know, as long as we're not going to lose money. Yeah. So there, yep. there's those factors. Those are the big factors I think is time and and if it's something that's annoying that's been sitting around forever. Um, something large, too. Something large and annoying, yes. Yeah. Give me an offer and we'll take it or I'll shoot you a, I'll, I'll shoot you a more generous offer. I'll take five bucks off so it can yeah. come down. Um, yeah. So it just, those are the big factors that are there for me as time. I, and I think a big thing when, I, when I'm listing items, too, because... I don't like listing items under five bucks because mm -hmm. at that point, why? Why? Even no, buy? I try not but to list even that low. E even that low, it's. But it's like I'm already looking the item up and I already have it right there, and go through the steps, list it just because. Why not? Because if you can sell it at five, cool. If I already have it, if I already yes, have but it, I don't try to source. No, that low. by all means, no. never source like that's its own topic. But don't source things under like ten dollars just because. Your time invested is worth more than and $10. And eBay fees are so steep that <laughs> yeah. it ends up with, you end up with nothing. Between the eBay fees, the taxes. Yeah. Anyway, but when you're listing items and you, let's say I took something, I listed it for 30 bucks, and somebody comes along first day, like you had where they really low-balled you, uh, I'm not going to take it. Even if they come at me and it's like a more generous, like let's say I listed it for 30 and they're like 25. Mm -hmm. That's in that ballpark where I'm like, I'd be happy, but I might wait on it first and until my offer is going to expire because maybe a customer will come along and buy it at full price Yeah, because it's just brand new listed and I get that. Yeah, because it, it should, if someone's immediately jumping on it, it implies that mm -hmm. there's a market there and that's a reasonably desirable item, yeah. I, to me anyway. Yeah. Um, and to, this is kind of off topic here a little bit, but while we're talking about offers, we had something funny happen this last week. So we had a tea kettle that we were selling and it was, it's an English made tea kettle. It's, we might have even had it in the background of our videos before, I can't remember. Um, it's a decent tea kettle. There, it shows where. Um, but it's in good shape, mostly. And I had an inquiry about it. They just asked if the tinning in the inside was, you know, because you couldn't see from our photos that all the sides of it. So I, I took some extra photos and, and sent it to the person. And then um, we got an offer. Well, we, they gave us an offer that was quite a bit off our, our cool. listing price, yeah. right? Um, 
It was still, I mean, it was still okay, but it wasn't, it was pretty far off what we had it listed for. And before I got anywhere to address it, they retracted the offer Hmm. and then sent me a new offer for $15 more. So I don't know if it's because there was a time delay and they really wanted the thing. That could be. And they're like, oh crap, I took, I asked for so much off. Um... They could have even fat-fingered it. <laughs> or what it was. It was like, they sent me a $50 offer and then retracted it, I don't know how long later, and then sent a $65 offer. And I accept, oh, which I'm glad for. Yeah. Um, we did accept the $65 off, it, or 65 offer, not off. <laughs> um, it was a lot off what we what we had listed for, but it was, obviously, if I'm getting a $65 offer, it's an expensive item, mm-hmm. and I did not pay much for it. I think yeah. I paid, gosh... Maybe five dollars. Like it was not much. And we, my sister, um, did some cleaning on it. it. When I bought it, it was much dingier looking. So there was a little bit of work that went into sprucing it up for sale. Um, but it was just an interesting situation where they retracted their offer and then sent me a, a higher one, mm-hmm. um, which worked out to our benefit. I had something. Fifteen dollars. I had something like that happen to me a few weeks ago. I was selling a couple guitar controllers. Mm-hmm. And the customer sent me an offer. I was busy at work, so I didn't see it right away. And it was within, like, an hour. They just bought it outright. Interesting. Yeah. So sometimes having a little bit of patience can really yeah. pay off if you're a customer. Because, honestly, the offer they sent, I was going to take it. <laughs> yeah. You don't know. I just, I just that showed get how to much it. they wanted it, yeah, too. Yeah. And I think that, that plays into your benefit that they might really want it. It could also be that... She looked at how much we had it listed for again and like felt like maybe her first offer was too insulting. Mm. Cause the, where we talked about on, um, like practices that we hate for reselling, but there are people out there too that are very sensitive to being rude. Yes. And I have gotten offers where people emailed me or like they sent a message along with it and were like, I don't want to be insulting, mm-hmm. but you know, here's my offer. But I thought I would just ask. Yeah. And I appreciate that, that they don't want to be insulting. And it could have been that. Maybe she's like, oh, gosh, I should have asked for so little. That looks rude or something. But um, it's just business. You know, unless you're being really ridiculous, it's like, yeah. Yeah. But. but the way that you source and the way that I source, we try to not invest too much funds into yes. the items we're getting anyway. We just want to be able to get a fair market value for them. As we're selling. Yeah, and so, so if I got it cheap, I'm much more likely to, to work with somebody mm-hmm. than... There have been a few items that I paid on the higher end for me. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about... Um, well, it might have been on camera, but I don't think... It wasn't in an episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it might be in the outtakes. Um, I sold a Department 56, which some of you may know um, are famous for their Christmas villages. They're kind of on the pricey collectible Christmas village end of the scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and... This was an animated sledding hill. So it had like a belt that would run through that had magnets on it. And these little people on sleds would like go around it. And I purchased that for $20, which is a lot uh, in my, well, I'm throwing stuff. (laughs) (laughs) In in my, uh, in my point of view, because again, I'm cheap, Mm -hmm. um, $20 for an item that I'm going to resell is... A lot. Because that $20 can really mean three or four items. Or you have to get a, you have to have a margin. You have to sell mm-hmm. high enough on eBay to account for the fees, the mm-hmm. shipping, all of these things. Well, I don't do free shipping, but even still, sometimes if you don't weigh it right or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
you have to account for all this stuff. And so I have to, at minimum, get that $20 back. Yeah. So it has to be at least, I have to at least be able to get double of that or list it for double of that. And mm-hmm. more more often than not, I won't pay that much, $15, $20 for something if I can't get over double right. market-wise. So I looked it up, this item in particular, this sledding hill, um, probably because it's one of them. It's a, you know, it was a decent-sized piece. It's animated. They are going for a good amount. And so I did purchase that one, but I paid 20 bucks at Goodwill for this thing. And it wasn't like I bought it from a, a, an individual. Mm-hmm. Somebody had donated this to the Goodwill. So, um, yeah, I, we, I try to source cheap. And when I do, I'm, I can move more. Like at that item, my wiggle room was, I, I didn't have to take an offer. Somebody just bought it. But if I did, and I, those items where I'm paying 15, 20, mm-hmm. I have to be more careful with the kind of deals I give because I don't want to get to a point where I'm making five bucks on something yeah. because eBay took their huge cut and then. And then you're left with pennies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but if I pick up something, three bucks, five bucks, a buck, uh, if it's a good, a decent value item, I can, I can work with you. Yeah. And I, I do tend to work because in my mind, I want things to move. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. So. so when it comes to moving items, another way is promoted listings. Mm-hmm. Have you messed with the promoted listings? And what's oh yes, the... did we talk about this in a previous? Episode? I don't. I don't think we did. Episode? But, but we might have. But I don't think we did. Um, I have basically the same thoughts of it. I think yeah. we're aligned here. Um, I do a two percent on everything. Mm-hmm. I do two percent on everything with one exception. What is it? Um, if I have an item that is over $50, I might toy with doing 5%. Why? It, if it hasn't sold within three months. So you adjust it? Yes. Okay. I'll go in there and I'll adjust it because to me, yes, I'm losing a little bit more money to eBay, mm-hmm. but it's still a premium item. I'd rather sell it than it just continue to collect dust in my garage. That's so, true. I mean, I mean, that's fair, I yeah. guess, is what I'm saying. Do you, so I guess I, can I poke mm-hmm. at that a little more? Um, so is it a strict three-month range? Not not strictly, but it's more like, man, this item, I listed this item and it's been sitting there for a while. And it, it's more like longer than three months because I'll go through my items. So if you go through and you're like, gosh, this has been there since June. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll bump up the promotion. And that did get me a couple of golf clubs sold, um, which is nice. So that was but my other question: was Have you seen a difference when you go up to five percent? I did. I not a much, not by much, but I saw where before it was like I got a few views and like two people watching. Bumped that promoted listing up by you know from two percent to five percent, which I wouldn't go further than that probably. Just I mean, because you really start giving eBay your money. At that yeah, point. yeah, because and eBay recommends doing like. Oh, of course 10 or they do. 12%. Of course like, they do. No. Yeah, they can take a full quarter of everything. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. But um, by doing that, I did actually get the two items I had that I wanted to sell sold. And that was like, cool, nice. It meant I paid, because one sold for like 45 because I took an offer, and then another one was like 40 or 42. Okay. So it was just like, Yes, I paid like five extra bucks for eBay, but I sold the items, 
they were both competitive listings because there were other people selling the same mm-hmm. item. And I sold them out of season because most golf season is spring, spring through fall. summer. I sold them in the fall. I don't have to deal with them anymore. Yep. And they're big and yep. I mean, not big wide, but they're long. They, they take up space and I just didn't want to deal with it anymore. So that's a good tip. I, I might have to go through my listings and see, yeah. just toy with it a little bit because just, I have a few things like that. Not too much, just a little bit here and there. And I would, and like I said, I did that higher price range because yes, that's more funds to eBay, but for the cheaper items, I don't mind holding on to them. Like I still have some shorts and swimwear that I listed in the summer mm-hmm. didn't sell. I'm okay holding on to it in my bin with I mean, you're going clothing. into spring break season here. You get the spring break soon and spring, and then we'll be back into summer. Well, if I already have that stuff listed, it's in my bin. Fine, you get I, I don't care. Birds. It's light. It's easy to ship or easy to pack and easy to ship. Not a problem. It's just more of the bigger items that are in the way. That are in the way. Yeah, so. that's good. That's a good tip. I, I might have to go back through and. Mm-hmm. Fine-tune some of my promoted listings. Um, did you have anything in particular otherwise? I would say, personally, um, just the small stuff. Watch mm-hmm. your titles. Make sure you have enough keywords in your titles. Mm-hmm. Don't just put, like, a couple-word title on there. It, um, maybe just switch around your titles. Yeah, I'll, I'll go through some of my other listings. And every once in a while, like, if I have an item that's been sitting for a while, mm-hmm. I'll look at that same item again and see what sold recently. Mm-hmm. Recompare and see, am I actually selling it at a decent price? Is it the structure of the title is weird? And I might even copy a d- different person's title and just change it out, which that's helped me a couple of times. Yeah, so don't be afraid so. to like tweak your listings a little bit. Or if you haven't filled out all of the spaces where they have like the descriptors, mm-hmm. maybe change those around or add some more in there mm-hmm. um, to be more specific. But uh, that's basically all I have for that. Is Do you have any other tips on how to move eBay inventory faster? Uh, no. D- give discounts. You can go through and drop prices. But, you know, how much do you want to drop it by? That's up to you. <laughs> yeah. And if you have other tips that we didn't think of, again, as always, whatever topic we're talking on, if you have something to say, we would love to hear it. Throw it down in the comments. Um, thank you so much for joining us again today for this episode. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess we're done. Thank you. Thank you we'll so much. You. Have a great day. Bye.